Stream the show on demand at KetchikanRadio.com. I'm sorry if you couldn't hear me before. Adjusting our levels here. Oh, there we go. Hello. Hi, everyone, and uh, welcome to First City Forum. I am your host, Zach Layton. Uh, hopefully, uh, you are turning in and uh, also getting to enjoy some of this wonderful sunshine. We have some newspapers up to block the blasting sun yeah. coming into the booth this morning. <laughs> it's really great to see. It was a beautiful day. I heard some people talking about running outside. It's glad to be glad to be back into that mode uh, after the. Brutal, absolutely brutal weather this weekend, just in time. Oh, yeah, that was crazy. That came out of nowhere, too. As a guy who announces the weather a lot, they did not say <laughs> there was going to be a windstorm this weekend. Oh, so. gosh. And I felt so bad. My poor my poor little baby, I had her in her uh, infant carrier in the cart at the grocery store. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to pop this in the car really quick and then pop her in the car. And the wind changed and just blew all, <laughs> all of the rain into her face and I felt so bad. I was like, "Oh no." Yeah, that was crazy. But uh definitely a good time to uh, be inside and watch some movies. Yeah, yeah. We were just talking about uh Jurassic Park and uh whether the new ones are any good or not, and I kind of think no, <laughs> especially compared to the classic, which is classic. the original Jurassic Park. Oh man. And that I mean, what a classic film. And what a time for movies too. Like you go and look back at that like late 80s to like mid 90s even to the end of the 90s because yeah. there was still oh, stuff totally. coming out in 99 like the matrix True, the matrix and yeah a bunch of other stuff where you just you just get the sense that they had just hit this there was like the it, to me it was like the goldilocks zone between okay we have some special effects that are cgi but we still really appreciate practical they still had to do practical a lot, had think, to because the cg hadn't quite hit the level it needed to to be able to do entire movies with just that yeah. exactly like you look at you look at jurassic park right and you know there's that that really iconic scene of they're you know listening to the triceratops breathe oh yeah know, yeah yeah he's on on her side i mean that's a that's a model uh-huh. of a of a dinosaur and if they were to make that movie today they would have done some like weird mocap green screen cgi yeah. you know a la smog in the hobbit or something like that and it would have just not been as cool yeah same thing with the t-rex in that movie they actually had a big full-size t-rex exactly smashing cars up and stuff yeah love that and you know it, i don't know if you know the story behind the not to jump around but the the shark in jaws I, I know a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've How, followed, there's a great there's a few great documentaries about the making oh, okay. of that movie. Yeah. And if you so you can speak into this too, like they had this grandiose plan that they were gonna do all these like great like wide angle shots of the shark swimming in the water and all <laughs> this stuff and then it kept breaking down. Yeah. And so they had to change the way that they shot the film because it just looked so janky and it actually made it a better film because you didn't see the whole shark. You could say that that happening kind of influenced Spielberg's whole style because a lot of his movies after that still followed mm-hmm. that same thing where it's like hey let's not just show everything right off the bat exactly which is also a technique that was used more intentionally in the film Alien oh yeah 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 
by was that Ridley Scott? Ridley Scott, yeah. Yeah, which again, like all time favorite film. And I was too young when it to see it when it came out in theaters, but I did get the opportunity to watch it. They screened it at a theater for Halloween mm-hmm. one year where I grew up, and that I had already I had even already seen it. And watching it on the big screen, I was actually a little bit like nervous. I knew it was going to happen, but yeah. it's so it's actually a little bit creepy. Yeah. on that scope. Yeah, um, absolutely. I saw it in the theater as well. They did a re-release uh, back when me and Kelly were living in uh, Phoenix, actually. So we saw like the director's cut oh, in the nice. theater. Yeah, oh, that was yeah. a lot director's of fun. Director's cut. Love director's cut. One of the few sequels also oh, that's, yes. that lived up to the original was Aliens, Aliens. by James Cameron. Yeah. Oh man! And then talk about like divergent films too because the first alien is like a straight up horror movie yeah and then aliens is this like campy sci-fi pseudo comedy like yeah. it's not yeah, even yeah, scary yeah. way more of an action movie yeah action and also like intentionally funny uh-huh like my family quotes that all the time like game over man game, game over, over man yeah bill paxton oh yeah. love that we have a <laughs> magnet of that on the fridge you know <laughs> and you know i think that's the thing you know what's it called uh super mario just released yeah yeah, yeah. screening here and there was a line Around the corner, people were like, oh, I couldn't get tickets for their family, had to, like, come back later or plan to see it tonight or last night, you know, on $6 movies or whatever over at the Coliseum. And did you know that that film actually broke the record for, like, animated film release? Yeah, I haven't heard the the actual stats, but I know it it did really, really, really well on its uh, previous weekend opening, yeah. And it's really interesting because... With all of the streaming services right now, a lot of people are actually opting to be like, you know what, I'll just wait. You know, like why? You know, why go to the theater? Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like why stand in the line? Especially when it was it was so crappy. People yeah. were like, people <laughs> were across the street under the KTB awning, like waiting because they didn't want to wait, and there wasn't room for them under the awning in the line to yeah. get into the theater. And it was like, but I think there's something about going to see a movie in the theater right like you had said you saw Jurassic Park how many times at least six or seven yeah (laughs) because it's just like so huge I saw all the Star Wars prequels in the theater several times as well at least six or seven times for the first one and then maybe five times for the second and then a few less for the third although I like the third one the best actually but Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I was oh, the, the perfect prequels, age yeah. for that. I was 17, 18 when mm-hmm. those movies came out. So me and all my friends hung out the whole day in front of the theater. Wait, which is funny. So many people camped out and waited out all day long, but everybody who was there got in the theater. It's not yeah. like we needed to do that. <laughs> like No, it was, like you just, it was for the experience. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I remember waiting. To my see. buddy uh, Pat mm-hmm. Stack was dressed. He had a perfect Tuscan Raider <laughs> outfit on. He looked just like one of the ones from the movie. It was great. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, I remember camping out or like waiting in line to see the like midnight releases of Harry the Harry Potter films. Yeah. Yeah. As they were coming out and then you know, this is a uh I don't know, a hot take or whatever. I hate the Harry Potter movies. Oh, really? Do you oh, you read the books though? I yeah, I cannot. I I just It's one of those things like we were talking about the difference between Jurassic Park the book and the and the movie and it's like did they even read the book? You know, you, when you read Michael Crichton's <laughs> book, you're like there's the way the characters are structured is like completely different or whatever, but it's not like anyone is a super fan of Michael Crichton or anyone's like a super fan of the Jurassic Park book. Harry Potter is like foundational literature for yeah. a lot of people. And so the fact that they thought that it would be appropriate to change the canon of the story yeah. so drastically and in, in little imperceptible ways that as a person, if you haven't read the books, you probably think it's like whimsical or whatever, but as a fan of the books, it's like, how dare you, <laughs> how dare you do that to that character? Like, it just seems this like, I don't even know what the word is. 
there's just little things. It'd be like if if you're a Star Wars fan and they started throwing in like if the Jedi like randomly had bladed weapons. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like what or even, you know, like uh what's that show on Disney Plus um Obi-Wan? Mm-hmm. He like uses a blaster at one point. Yeah. <laughs> and then and doesn't say the line from the movie and I'm yeah. like you missed so an opportunity. Uncivilized. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you could he like made the face but he didn't say it cuz it's like but it's a, that's a prequel show, and it's like, is that why he thinks it's uncivilized? Like, I don't know. It's, well, and that still weird. took place after after the episode prequels. two, which is where he shoots. Uh, who is it? Uh, Grievous. 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 And, and yeah. makes the line. Yeah, yeah. I can't. You know, in Harry Potter, the movies they can do some random people can do magic without their wands mm-hmm. in the early movies, and I'm like, that is that is a game altering. <laughs> Nuance, yeah. Like I haven't read the books or seen any of the movies. So I, I think I've seen the first movie, but we watched it with the kids, so I was kind of in and out. I wasn't really paying that much. Well, attention. you haven't seen any of them, yeah. What? Yeah, <laughs> I'm one See, of those people. Dang, I, I loved the Lord of the Rings, so I kind of picked a side, even oh, though you can watch not, both of them. Yeah, yeah, it's not a side. <laughs> I uh, one of my favorite memories from Lord of the Rings films is uh, all the people that walked out of the movie when the first one came out and were like, they didn't even finish the story. And like, it's a trilogy. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh yeah, on. yeah, yeah. <laughs> people, that was one too, where it had been. I think it had been a little while since an epic had been released, mm-hmm. and. I think the run, the theatrical runtime on that is like two hours and forty five minutes it's or long, something like yeah. that. And I didn't make it in the theater till the end. That, yeah. that diet coke. Oh yeah, yeah caught yeah. up with you me. Had to make a couple of trips. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just one at the very end, you know. But uh, I, that's one of those things. There's sometimes there's just films that you just have to see in the theater. But I don't know if Super Mario Brothers does that for me. Like I have no desire to go like sit in a seat. See, I have kids the people. perfect age, so I'll probably end up seeing it in the theater, but I'm not, like, jumping out of my mm-hmm. pants to go see this movie, you know? It's not, it's not, I love Mario, too, so it's not like I don't have that appreciation, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm, again, I'm the perfect age for to be a huge Mario fan. I grew up with the original yeah. NES, and I even played Mario in the arcades back mm-hmm. when they were actually on the arcade machines, yeah. Yeah, you are the, you are the target for this, because you have the kids in the age group and you are the age group yeah, like it's a good good are. time to be in your 40s for somebody like me yeah like oh, a yeah. lot of the stuff that's very relevant right now is all stuff that started back then you mm-hmm. know but like when was the last time you were chomping at the bit for a movie in the theater where you were like oh man i got to got to got to like i need to like uh i saw the force awakens and enjoyed myself and then i saw the last jedi and i absolutely hated it mm. so and then i didn't even see rise of skywalker i still haven't actually watched the final disney trilogy movie so that was and right. that's coming from somebody who saw the prequels and a million times and i l- like them but there's issues there as well mm-hmm. so <laughs> i know i also you were mentioning you know seeing those films i remember when they did the the re-releases mm-hmm. of the original trilogy oh yeah those are kind of terrible as well actually <laughs> so so weird that they would just throw in random things yeah but, i have a i have laser disc rips of uh the original 3 trilogy oh, nice. without the special edition yeah. stuff in them so it's like it, that's the highest quality version you can mm-hmm. get that doesn't have the special edition stuff in it laser so. disc yeah <laughs> that's fun yeah, I think they can go too far, right? They can either you're trying to perfect something or you're trying to fix something or you're trying to make it 
you know, update it. And it's like, just leave it alone. There's a great documentary called The People versus George Lucas that's all mm. about how Star Wars fans hate the special editions and that he shouldn't have changed mm-hmm. them. And they make a bunch of good points that... Like, the movie won a bunch of awards for special effects, but they they won awards for those special effects from back then, not these new versions new that yeah. he put out. So, like, like dude, you're erasing mm-hmm. the, speci- the, the, the award-winning the special effects yeah. to put in this new stuff that looks terrible. Like, mm-hmm. like the, the old version of Star Wars is the one that won all the awards, not the special edition. So yeah. Leave it alone. Yeah. <laughs> and then, not I forgot I was going to circle back to something, but... Have you seen the film The Fablemans? No. Okay. Because uh, just because we were talking about, you were saying that like launched Spielberg's career and like helped him. So it's like a pseudo documentary. Oh, the like new one that, that's kind of about Spielberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I didn't see it. But. It's about a family, and one of the kids becomes a filmmaker because he's just super in. You know, he gets hold of a camera and like. The rest is history, basically. But yeah, and it's you know a drama about his family drama and how he deals with it by being an artist and all this stuff. But it's interesting if you're going to take some of that away and just see like the genius of it. I mean, he also wrote and directed and produced and filmed you know this film. So it's interesting to see that like full circle of him. But mm-hmm. in that, even he's showing like they're using these practical effects to make gunshots like using firecrackers yeah 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 water balloons with like grape juice in it or whatever to be blood he's making these like world war ii movies yeah which which is all true there's actually a bunch of old steven spielberg reels on on film that he filmed with him and his all all his buddies when he was like 11 Mm -hmm. and and they filmed these like world war ii epics and spliced in actual footage from war and stuff to to fill it all out yeah it's pretty hilarious and it's cool that you know he could he could do that, and they showed, like, his family moved. He didn't even, he didn't grow, you know, you assume, oh, he's probably from Hollywood or something. Like, he didn't grow up in California. Yeah. He started elsewhere and then even was making a lot of these things in Arizona. Oh, okay. Actually, and then didn't move to California until he was, I think, in high school. Okay, okay. So, it was a super interesting background. Uh, and then he ended up hopping rides at the tram at Universal Studios, I don't know if you've ever been to the Backlot tour. Yeah, it was a long time ago, though. I don't, I don't remember much. I was, I was twelve or thirteen at the time. So, it's so my favorite thing. The difference between Universal Studios Florida and Universal Studios Hollywood is Florida is only a theme park. They've filmed stuff there occasionally, uh-huh. every once in a while. Universal Studios Hollywood is a working backlot. Yeah, with yeah, yeah. sound stages and sets, and there, if you do the backlot tour, is a tram ride through all of this filming area, and a lot yeah. of times you'll get into areas and they'll be like, "Okay, everyone, you have to like shut up, like you can't talk yeah. right now because <laughs> they're filming on the other side of this wall, and they will have to cut and go back." And so everyone's like, oh, "Yeah, cell phones," and out. you might just happen to pass by a celebrity on their way from one shot oh, to the yeah. next or something like that too yeah i've heard heard fun stories about that and then there's the story of steven spielberg sneaking onto the tram to like jump off there's a part where you go by alfred hitchcock's bungalow mm-hmm. and he like jumped off the bungalow with a script to like go harass <laughs> alfred hitchcock and that was one of the ways that he got to do i forget it he wasn't the uh i don't remember see i'm not remembering my trivia here <laughs> zach but i forget which film it was that he was like here we should do this and that was how he like got an in at oh. Universal to even do Jaws in the first place. Was Interesting. Like by harassing 
Alfred Hitchcock, another great oh, wow. filmmaker. Yeah, I didn't know that one. That's a fun one. Uh, Hitchcock, great filmmaker. I need to watch more, actually. I think I've only seen uh, The Birds. I don't think I, oh, I, I really? haven't even seen Psycho. I'd love, love to watch it, actually. So you and your wife do a reaction. Yeah. Uh, have a react film reaction channel on YouTube. Right? Yes, yes, we just started doing it. Actually, I'm a big fan of that content where you get like you know candid reactions to to stuff that you love and see what other people think about it. Mm. You know, I would love to see a reaction video to Psycho. The that's original. that's on the list. Yeah, Is it yeah, on the yeah list? for sure. Yeah. Okay. What are we, s- we, oh, we just recently watched uh, Fargo, the Coen Brothers oh, movie dude, Fargo. That is a Fargo. great movie. Oh wow, it, it blew my mind. Had you not, you had not <laughs> seen had, it. Had before. not seen it oh, at all. My yeah, goodness. and that's one of the, my friend. All of my friends would be super disappointed in me if they knew that I hadn't seen it up until just now. But yeah, it was. <laughs> it's a great movie. Spoiler alert. Yeah, I was laughing so hard, even at some of the parts I don't think you're supposed to laugh at. I still thought it would. The whole thing was really funny. Like. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting to watch other people react to it because they seem to take it more seriously than I mm-hmm. think you're supposed to. Supposed I'm like, to. oh yeah, this movie's a joke. Like it's it's, it's super comedy. goofy. Yeah. Well, because <laughs> not to like spoil anything, but there's some things that happen that are really gruesome or really, you know, if it was any other context, it would be like a really harrowing, like whodunit, yeah, film noir kind of. But it's hilarious. Yeah, the way that it's presented because it's in. North Dakota. Uh, North Dakota and, and, Minnesota, and Minnesota as well. Yeah. And you cannot take them seriously. And I lived in North Dakota, and I know exactly what <laughs> that is like. Because sometimes people just say things with an accent, and you're like, I'm sorry, I cannot. Yeah. I cannot take you seriously right now. One of my favorite parts of the whole movie is... Spoiler alert. Halfway through the movie, this this lady shows up. The lady cop, who's kind of one of the main characters oh, of the yeah, movie... Yeah. And right off the bat, she's awesome at her job. Like she's pregnant and she's, you know, probably in her like oh, yeah, late thirties or early forties. Yeah. And you're like, Oh, what's this lady going to do? And it's like, Oh no, she's an, she's like a super, super cop. cop. She's yeah. amazing at what she does. So they totally flip it on its head. Like you think it's just, she's going to be another goofy character, but like, Oh no, she's awesome at what she does. <laughs> like so good. <laughs> I love that. And then there's of course, you know, not to like ruin anything if you haven't seen it, but the wood chipper. Yeah. And it's like, again, that's one of those things where it's like, that should not be funny, but it is just yeah. <laughs> the Steve Buscemi, right? Yeah. You just too much. Like you just can't take yeah. him seriously with that face. Yeah. <laughs> so what are some other favorite, uh, like react? Well, first of all, like what is it? So you say you're watching it for the first time, the two of you, and you're mm-hmm. filming yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And that's sort of like down in the bottom. It's, of the- it's actually a weird kind of genre of entertainment that kind of came out during COVID. I mean, react videos have always been a thing on YouTube for mm. I don't know, a couple of decades now, but like specific movie reaction channels are kind of a new thing. They just kind of blew up in popularity in I don't know, last five or six years or so. Okay. And, uh, but, but it's one of those things. Like it's, it's, it's interesting. I watch them. I like to see what other people think. Like you pick your favorite movie and say, Oh, what is this? You know, you know, 17 year old millennial kid think about Jurassic park, Mm. you know, and just see how they react. Or sometimes it's vice versa. Sometimes it's an older Mm -hmm. person reacting to a brand new movie or, Mm -hmm. you know, just to get different takes and see what people think about it. And there's a little bit of interaction. You can usually get a hold of these people and, you know, comment something and they might respond back to you. Yeah. Mm. And it's also seems it's a little bit more authentic, right? Because a lot of times we see something that's 
it's so after the fact that it's it has that canned yeah yeah, feeling yeah. people to it people of, wrote down what they were going to say and then yeah. come up with like a whole review whereas when it's happening right in front of you it's it just has a different feel to it yeah plus you see the the facial expression mm-hmm. tells a lot more than than sometimes the dialogue yeah. right because you see somebody's shocked or they're disgusted or they genuinely laugh yeah, or absolutely. cringe or whatever it is yeah it's. It, I will admit, it's kind of a weird thing to be into, but yeah, I, I dig these channels, and and me and my wife uh, just decided I've, I'd seen a bunch of uh, videos for for movies that I hadn't seen. I was like, well, we should actually go start checking out some of these movies mm. that we haven't watched, and then I'm just like, let's put it on film, let's yeah, see what happens. So, what are some other like favorites, like ones that stand out? Like you had mentioned Fargo, but. Uh, for me personally, or yeah. videos that other people react no, to. For you personally, like where you were, you were sitting there watching the film for the first time, and you're having this reaction. It just like sticks out in your mind. We did uh, Stand by Me. Also, that's oh, another one that we yeah. hadn't seen, and uh, I really love that movie as well. It just has a weird, weird feel to it. It's one of those. It's a very low stakes movie. Like nothing really happens in the movie if you think about it. Like it's yeah. just about these kids going on a little trek. Mm-hmm. And they find this stuff and then they go home and that's the end of that. But it still has this really impactful feel to it because it's mm-hmm. kind of about growing up and dealing with bullies and stuff like that. So also based on a book by also Stephen based, King. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. The body. Yeah. Uh, that's a great. That's a great book. Also, and that's actually one of the rare examples where the the story, the the written story, the book and the film are almost identical. Oh, really? I didn't know it that. It is, like, very, very, very close. I would say about 90%. Um, and Stephen King actually wrote... That's It's actually not a full novel. It's a novella. Okay, yeah. He, a lot of the, like, uh, Green Mile and Shawshank, yeah. I believe, were also, like, short books. They weren't actual full books. And the... So it's, uh, it's Shawshank and uh, The Body, which became Stand By Me, and there's two other books, two other novellas that he actually wrote. He wrote that immediately after he wrote it. It was like he had just enough left in the tank to write a novella, but not enough to write a full book, but he still had some like his the the juices of creativity were still flowing enough yeah. that he had to get it out, but it was just enough to do that. So that that became the body that became Stand by Me, and it's a great like. That's interesting classic. too that he wrote Stand by Me so close to it because they're similar in a lot exactly. of ways. It's about kids, and it, it it takes place in Maine exactly, and they they have that same kind of feel to them. Yeah, interesting. But then Stand by Me is obviously not supernatural at all. It's just no. like a very grounded, normal mm-hmm. reality kind of story. And so is the, and the body is too. There's nothing supernatural in that at all. It's almost like he's like, okay, what if I wrote it, but there was no like weird yeah. alien spider creature. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and sorry. I haven't, sorry. If you haven't spoilers, seen spoilers. Yeah. Sorry. 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 That was a, that was a huge spoiler. Yeah. If you haven't read, read or seen it. Uh, I don't know how they did that. I actually haven't seen it part two at all the new one i haven't seen the new one at all i've seen the old tim curry one but which the tim curry one was a bit of a departure in some ways because they made him into its its own like standalone thing Mm -hmm. if you will and also that one was made for tv i don't think that was ever actually theatrically no i think it was released a tv miniseries miniseries uh you know we had talked last week about the difference between Stanley Kubrick's Shining and Stephen King's Shining and that Kubrick bought the rights to The Shining from King's Estate to be able to be able to change it because he didn't want to tell that story the yeah. way it is cuz I don't know if you've read no, the book no. The Shining have you seen the film though okay yes. the, the book is like all about the dad and 
his struggle with alcoholism. Oh, okay. Like that's the, that's like the entire book. And then all of the stuff that we know from the Kubrick film is happening like superimposed on that rubric. Like he's, okay. he's going back to his past and he's like, he keeps flashing back to these moments where bad things happen to him because he had been drinking. And that's his, like why he's trying to be, you know, pursue this path of sobriety. And then the hotel, the supernatural element of the hotel is like pulling him back to the dark side and offering him booze and all this stuff. So like, yeah. that's like, that's a happens for like two seconds in the movie, but it's like the entire book. Interesting. Yeah. And that's another thing. Like he does not use an ax in the book. He actually uses a, a croak mallet, which it's like, oh, okay. what the hell even is croak? Yeah. yeah you know what yeah. I mean? It's like, cro- <laughs> it's like croquet, but not croquet. And it's like, why can you just be a croquet mallet? Because, yeah. <laughs> because Stephen King. And I've heard Stephen King didn't like the, the version that Kubrick did either. I mean, he maybe I think he, he's warmed up to it over the years, but at the time he hated it when it first came out. Yeah. Cause I think, you know, if you wrote a song, and then somebody took it and like totally changed it, like put it in a different key and instrumentations and stuff. And they were like, here, listen to this song you wrote. I'd be like, I didn't write that. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what Stephen King's feelings on his the movies based off of his work is in general, because there's movies like Dreamcatcher mm-hmm. and there's yeah. you know, there's uh, Shawshank Redemption mm-hmm. and Green Mile Green and Mile. like but then there's like uh what is it, Maximum Overdrive, which oh, I yeah. believe Stephen King actually directed himself, or yes. at least he was really involved in it, which that movie's super goofy. <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> like Green Mile is definitely a better movie than Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> yeah, like there's a there's even a a TV miniseries of The Shining that Stephen King made uh-huh. after the Kubrick film came out, and like, there's several examples of where he has been involved, and those movies are objectively not great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then you see other ones that are are like relatively decent. Uh, Firestarter is another good one. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen that one. I have not, but I've I've heard it's good. Yeah, Drew Barrymore. You should do a react to that one. You can do a whole like well, then there's King series. Christine as well as another one, isn't yes, it? Yeah, Christine is that one I've seen. Not yeah. good. Yeah, <laughs> that is not good. Uh, it has good moments, I will say. Yeah, Carrie is better. Hmm. Um. Yeah. So what? So you had said Stand by Me. Uh, Ghostbusters is another one that me and Kelly both hadn't seen, believe what? it or not. Yeah, I'm I'm from I'm an '80s kid. We're actually thinking about doing a whole series of uh, '80s kids or '80s kids get caught up on movies they never seen before because yeah. we were young in the '80s, so there's a lot of stuff that we weren't oh, allowed okay. to see. And then by the time we were in our formative years, it was the '90s, and we were mm-hmm. watching other stuff, you know. So and and this whole thing came about because me and Kelly. Uh, I don't remember when it was. It's several years back, but we we watched Roadhouse, hmm. which is a ridiculous movie. <laughs> Super. Ridiculous. But at the very end of it, we're just like, that was just good. Like that's a good movie. Like mm-hmm. there's there's you know characters and plot, character development, mm-hmm. and everybody. You understand what everybody's doing and, and Motivation. their motivations. Yeah. And then uh, and then we watched Teen Wolf right after that. And same thing. Like mm-hmm. that's a ridiculous movie. But we're like that's a good movie. So good movie. so now we kind of have this weird uh, fascination with going back to some of these old '80s movies that are mm-hmm. classic that we haven't seen for whatever reason and checking them out again. Ghostbusters was great. Definitely just a straight up comedy. All these new versions of Ghostbusters seem to miss the point that it was mm-hmm. just a comedy movie. It's not really about the fact that there's ghosts. You know. <laughs> like, yeah, it was like supposed to be. Right, like an extended SNL sketch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, it wasn't supposed to be a serious film at all. It's just about Harold Ramis, uh, Dan Aykroyd, and Bill Murray and their weird relationship. Exactly. Yeah, (laughs) and their their weird chemistry with each other. Like, they're all hilarious guys, so. You can't take any movie with Bill Murray in it 
seriously for more than 10 seconds yeah. anyway. Like, the, I'm not going to say the, the new Ghostbusters Afterlife movie. It's not terrible, but I'm like, that totally misses the point of what Ghostbusters was about. Like, mm-hmm. Ghostbusters was not some serious supernatural movie. Like... Yeah, I feel like they were trying to say they were trying to piggyback off of the success of Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because it has movie. some of the same actors in it, it I believe. Yeah, and you know, it's, you were talking about the '80s and this resurgence of this drama and of the storytelling and of the goofiness. And I feel like there is some of that is starting to come back into filmmaking, which mm-hmm. is good. Yeah, because I feel like there, you know, we had just said about how the '90s was like the golden time you know in some ways maybe that's our age we just you know yeah. like that time but but also i feel like there was that moment in the 2000s where things just kind of got really fractious yeah it was like what kind of stories do we want to tell the oscars got really weird for a while it was yeah. like it became more of a like they were preaching and like the, the films that were winning best picture no one had seen yeah. that's still going on to that this still day still is actually. going on i yeah i remember that was very sad for me actually because we used to do oscar parties Mm -hmm. and we would get together and i don't remember what year it was but one of the years we just everyone that was there was so disappointed yeah in the overall (laughs) event that we just stopped doing it they should just give awards strictly on like the movies that the people obviously liked like they Mm -hmm. should just go by box office like top gun maverick should have won some awards you know like why why didn't it i'm not saying it's a great movie yeah but if everybody liked it which they obviously did like how are you just going to ignore that you know i would love for (laughs) rotten tomatoes to do a live award show like the oscars but based purely on on reviews yeah and tomato meter Critic and, and audience. And audience. You could give one for a critic score and audience score, which yeah. would be eye-opening because you'd be like, well, the critics liked all this movie that's garbage mm-hmm. and the fans like Top Gun Maverick. So, you know. Well, that's how I pick films sometimes. If a critic, if a lot of times if, a, if the critics have given a movie a low score, I'm like, that's probably a movie that I will enjoy because I don't agree with them. Case in point, the Mario movie. Critics hate it, but oh. the fan, it has like a 96% for fans, so... Yeah. Which, which you know, they say, what's that that adage? Like people who, if you can't do, you teach, and if you can't teach, you're you become a critic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like critics are just people that couldn't teach film. Yeah, like they yeah. couldn't they couldn't make films, so they tried to teach film. They couldn't teach film, so they started to critique film. They're just bitter. Yeah, bitter about the whole process. Eh, I could have made a better movie. Like, yeah, no. no. <laughs> I think you know, there's critics of everything. There's critics of music, but. You know, sometimes you just want to know what people think. Yeah. Right? I think that's more important. Like, it, it obviously is more important to, to see the audience scores because mm-hmm. who knows what agenda the critics are trying to push. And if mm-hmm. they don't like that this movie has this actor that they disagree with, they say the movie's terrible. Like, that's mm-hmm. dumb. <laughs> like, you should be able to look past that, you know? Which, I wonder how much that, because the Hollywood elite, quote unquote, not to use buzzwords, but the Hollywood elite and critics do not like Chris Pratt. Yeah, that's that's one of the re- things we're going back to with Mario Brothers. That's half the reason that they're giving it a bad score is just they don't like Chris Pratt, which is hilarious to me because he is like the most likable person that yeah. has ever been on film. Like his persona, like the way that he the way that he presents himself on screen in a lot of these things, like he gets typecast a lot. Yeah, right. Uh, Basically, because of Andy on Parks and Rec, which oh, he was totally. great on that show. So. And then, you know, when they cast him as Star-Lord in Guardians of the Galaxy, he went through that whole body transformation yeah. 
to look a different way, but he's still the same guy. Yeah. He's just buff space Andy. Like yeah. he's not a, di- <laughs> he's not a different person. Yeah. 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 One of my favorite roles of his uh, is actually another animated film, which is where, and I don't remember the name of the character, but in the Lego movie. Uh-huh. Have yeah. you seen this? Yeah. Uh, what is his name? <sighs> I should know it, but I've seen it a bunch of times. Yeah. That, okay, not, you know, whatever. If you don't like animated movies, forgive me. We'll move on in I a second. I think most people do. <laughs> that was the, one of the most underrated animated films of all time in my opinion uh the lego movie they invented a new style of animation for the film it was super 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 creative in Mm -hmm. the story was super creative it's hilarious yeah just objectively hilarious there's there's all different types of humor different pacing it's visually interesting yeah um they didn't. They don't beat you over the head with anything. Like, there's no like really overt love story. There's no. There's some action, but it's not graphic or intense. It's funny, but it's not stupid, goofy. You know yeah. what I mean? Just kind of has a heart to it. The whole yeah. the whole story about Will Ferrell and his kid connecting over the Legos too mm-hmm. is actually kind of like a tear jerking moment. You know? Right. And then and totally unexpected and also live action. Mm-hmm. So then blending that in there harkens back to you know there are some other films that have done that. You know, like the Page Master. I don't remember that yeah, one from yeah, back yeah. in the day it's also a great animated movie uh, and i think animated movies in general i think get underrated by people there's this sense that they're for for children mm-hmm. only you know and you you don't watch them unless you are a child or you have children yeah but no one would say that about shrek yeah right yeah, yeah, like yeah. that that movie was not made you can watch it with kids, but that is not a children's movie. Totally. At all. Like, yeah. <laughs> there's no no part of me is like, oh, this is like for the kiddies. Yeah. That is definitely made for adults to also, take kids too. Before I forget, uh, Charlie Day was also in the Lego movie with Chris Pratt, and Charlie yes. Day is Luigi in the Mario movie. Oh, is he so, really? Yeah. Interesting. A little reunion for those guys. That's funny. Charlie Day is another one who... <laughs> Just he is just funny. I'm a huge Always Sunny fan. So oh my goodness. yeah, we, are, me and my wife are big fans of that show. Parks and Rec, Always Sunny, mm-hmm. great. Bob's shows. Burgers is one Bob's we watch Burgers. a lot. Yeah, we were just talking. Uh, Grace and I were just talking about Bob's Burgers, and she has not seen it at all. Oh and, geez, yeah, she's gonna love it. <laughs> that that one is. I don't. I don't even know what it is about it. It's something to do with the line delivery. To me, is what makes that show. I don't know what it is for you. I, I watched a uh, an interesting. Uh, analysis video on YouTube about it. And somebody brought up the fact that that's like the only cartoon show where the dad is not just a bumbling idiot. Like Bob is the straight character in the show. He's like the normal guy. That's like, what is wrong with you people? Why are you acting this way? Mm -hmm. Whereas any other animated show, family guy, the Simpsons, Mm -hmm. it's just a bumbling idiot of a dad. Uh, going all the way back to like the honeymooners, you know. Yeah, I was gonna say it's like the classic sitcom trope, right? The yeah. Da- the dad has no idea what he's doing, and the whereas, mom is usually the voice of reason. Totally, yeah. And whereas Bob's Burgers, like the kids and Linda are crazy, and Bob's just like, like, what is wrong with you people? Like, <laughs> just do your job, you know. He and on paper, you would think that wouldn't be funny either, but it is. It yeah, is. It works really good. And he definitely has his moments out in the world oh yeah where he goes crazy right where and it's funny too it's like where it's almost like his home settles him yeah like when he's at home he's surrounded by idiots and so he has to be sane but then when he goes out in the world it's like he loses it (laughs) totally has to regain it that's a great one yeah uh you know you're not we're gonna go back a minute because you're talking about reaction videos and reacting to 
films, right? But there's also, have you seen any of the reaction videos where they're reacting to like sports or news or different things like yeah. that? Yeah, those, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are really interesting to me. One of my, some of my favorites are it'll be rugby or soccer players reacting to American football. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, I've watched a lot of that stuff. Yeah, those are those are fun. They'll do like uh, all time like massive hits, or you know, it'll be some famous uh, Seahawks fans out there. Beast, or, yeah, Beastquake uh-huh. that run from Marshawn Lynch. Have you seen? Yeah, those ones? yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Where it'll be this rugby player reacting to Marshawn Lynch, and he's just you know <laughs> his reaction is priceless because he has never seen it. Yeah, or even really watched American football. A lot of times, these guys have, are like not fans. Yeah, I, uh, I, I dabble in this uh, video game called Rocket League, which is it's soccer, oh, but yes, you, you're a cars. car. You're a car. Yes. You're not a guy running around kicking a ball. You're just driving a car around. And I've seen soccer professional soccer players react to Rocket League, and that was an interesting <laughs> one because they're just like, "What? What is going on what here? Is yeah, happening?" Because <laughs> it's kind of like soccer, but obviously you're flying a car that has rocket engines on the back oh, of it, yeah. so. Yeah, <laughs> it would be fun. Obviously, you can't do Rocket League as presented because it's physically impossible to yeah. do some of the things you do. But <laughs> soccer with cars would be. Oh yeah, I would watch that. No, they've done they've done car soccer ver- Like people have recreated Rocket League. You obviously can't Rocket. make the cars jump and fly and what? stuff. But yeah, you can do that in Rocket League. Yeah, <laughs> that would be fun. You know, as we're gearing up for uh, sports season around town, of softball starting soon, mm-hmm. uh, we'll have those games here at. You know, one of our stations. Mm-hmm. Are they going to be on? We're we're still working out the details actually because we're a little short staffed at the moment. Okay, so. well, stay tuned because we'll be we will be bringing you all that like local baseball and softball action as the those things come mm-hmm. come in. But I always think about and what we're going. We just finished basketball. They're going into the playoffs and the NBA. Who cares? And <laughs> then uh, <laughs> once March Madness is over. I don't care about basketball again until like the finals. And that's only if there's a team that I care about, which I only have one team that I care about. So if they're not in it, then (laughs) I don't participate at all. But I always, this is the time of year when I'm always like, there needs to be a new sport. Like we need a new sport Mm -hmm. in the world. Yeah. Right. Cause we have, there's so much going on right now and we keep just rehashing everything like you look at movies and it's like okay let's remake mm-hmm. all the same movies let's my my daughter who is 10 was complaining about that the other day she's like how come they don't make new movies i'm like that's a good question that's a great question dear uh <laughs> See, there's this thing called money, and people just have to make it. And yeah. they think that the only way to make it is if they tell the stories. But it's like nobody had made There was no Jaws before Jaws. There was no Jurassic Park before Jurassic Park. They were like, oh, there's this yeah. book. Let's riff on that. Or like, there's this idea. Let's riff on that. Yeah. And there's so many good books out there that haven't even been touched. Yeah. That every time they make a remake of something, I'm like, man, make something new. And like... You look at there's a new there's a spring football league right now mm-hmm. the USFL that they brought uh, that's a but that's a remake there was a USFL that oh, okay that and then this is a this is a crazy tie in I don't know if you ever watched uh, thirty for thirty uh-uh. ESPN documentary I've seen a couple of them like I saw the Ric Flair one about professional wrestling okay but. so so there was a a league a spring league the USFL and Donald Trump got the idea that he was going to buy one of the teams so he did. And then he wanted to go toe-to-toe with the NFL, of course, right? Mm-hmm. And so he tried to like negotiate with the networks to make it not a spring league anymore, and it totally wrecked the USFL. And then huh. it, like f- 
failed and disbanded and every and like went away and a bunch of the players like they were and the thing was what was crazy was they were on this ascension arc they were actually competing with the nfl for top draft picks out of college oh okay which is unbelievable like the nfl draft is in i think like 19 days or 20 days or something and if you were thinking about that there was going to be another league that would even be remotely competing to like court these these players coming out of college that thought is like you can't even comprehend that by today's standards, but yeah. that, that was happening. And then it got ruined yeah. <laughs> because one person was like, no, we want to, I want to change everything about it and like go in a different direction. But so the USFL is back. I haven't really huh. been following it at all, but it's American football rules. It's everything that the NFL is just with different players and different teams and different cities. But I'm like, can we get a new sport? Like, yeah. <laughs> I would watch, like, if there was a Rocket League, if that was real, yeah. <laughs> and you had, like, ex, like, NASCAR players or something that were like, yeah. okay, I don't want to do NASCAR anymore. I want to do this instead. Car soccer. Yeah. Car soccer. I would totally watch car soccer. Or, yeah. like, I always thought, not to go back to Harry Potter, Quidditch is, is the game yeah. that they play. And obviously, we can't do flying broomsticks yeah. <laughs> in that same way. But could we do it, like, um, I don't know on rollerblades or BMX bikes yeah, 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 yeah. or something like that, where it could be a little bit more exciting. Uh, another, another, you know, that always makes me think of, I don't know if you've seen the film rollerball. Yeah. 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 With, uh, James Caan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's from the seventies, right? Yeah. Yeah. Classic. Uh, now we would not want to recreate rollerball as is per- uh, pre- presented in the film yeah. because it's, uh, <laughs> if you haven't seen it, doesn't end well yeah. for everyone other than James Conn. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> a sport like that's like roller derby plus, yeah. basically. Like running man, basically. Let's have a running man game <laughs> game show, but, but maybe they don't die in the end, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's kind of what like American Gladiators was, but Oh, yeah. American Gladiators. <laughs> but see, that was too much like a game show. It wasn't a sport. It wasn't something that you yeah. could like kids couldn't participate in it. Well, and they didn't really have like real, I mean, some of the people were athletes, but a lot of the people Mm -hmm. were just regular, you know, people that weren't especially athletic and they're playing against these people that are massive Massive. bodybuilders. Yeah. And like super (laughs) athletes, you know, I think that was, there was that moment in time when, uh, American Ninja Warrior was super popular for a minute because it, it was, the full spectrum you had the layman that they just like pulled out of the crowd to try who yeah. couldn't do it versus the people who were athletes e- even more so the japanese uh sasuke like which oh, they yeah. called it ninja warrior back then too but mm-hmm. it, but the original japanese show version of, of american ninja warrior mm-hmm. was even more so that way like i feel like the american ninja warrior had more athletes besides just regular people whereas the uh japanese version there was 50-50. Like 50% of the people had no shot of even getting past the first obstacle. Like mm-hmm. they were just there to do a goofy dance and wear a hat and then they just like fall right on their face first obstacle. So, yeah, I kind of like that more like mm-hmm. cuz then when the the good athletic people went it, it had more impact. Like, okay, here's a guy that's actually going to make it, you know, yes. whereas the American one it's just everybody has a shot basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, they always talk about how in the Olympics there should be just one regular person should, yeah. should compete in <laughs> just to show you <laughs> for yeah for reference because yeah. sometimes we i think we forget like how difficult like uh, figure skating for example figure skating just have somebody one. who doesn't even know how to skate go out there yeah. and try to do it pole vaulting <laughs> you know things like that yeah high jump where it's like okay you see them go and they're like you know you watch it and they're you know taking turns throwing this this uh what's like a shot put right yeah 
And it's like, how, well, how far could you throw a shot yeah. put? Okay, well, not that far. So when they throw it that far, you, you go, oh, my gosh. Yeah, that would be fun. <laughs> there but, was a show back in the day, it might even still be on, called Pros versus Joes, where they did that. Like, they'd oh, have yeah, just some about that one. regular guy who played basketball in high school has to go play against Shaq or something like that, you know? <laughs> and it was all about money. Like, if you can score one point, that's a 1000 bucks or something, yeah. It was I really would, fun, actually. It was a good I would show. watch... Pro versus Joe's if they were gonna if they rebooted that but made it a little bit more like a little less a little less campy and a little bit more like real you know what I yeah. mean sometimes they randomly had a person on that was really good and, and mm. even the pros were like whoa okay I gotta actually start trying here you know <laughs> and of course if they wanted to they just crush them so yeah <laughs> yeah yeah you know and I think this goes to show you know something else I was gonna talk about today you know, going back to like the streaming services and things we've been talking about movies and stuff and sometimes you know you were saying some of your favorite films sometimes i feel like there's just too many like you go on you know say netflix for instance is the one that always gets me mm-hmm. and how do you even choose what to watch like sometimes it takes us longer to pick something to watch than it would take to just watch something yeah me and kelly constantly just revert back to our always sunny the office parks and rec bob's burgers mm-hmm. like we'll we'll sit there looking and we're just like ah never mind just go back to bob's burgers mm-hmm. so ours is south park oh yeah south park's good better yeah. i haven't i haven't followed up but uh, i think i was talking to grace and she said the more recent seasons were really good they have been they've been taking some shots yeah some places <laughs> that you wouldn't think that they would be taking some shots <laughs> yeah and it's been pretty good it's been pretty good yeah. the they did a two-part I think each one was around an hour uh, pandemic special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And those are those are worth watching for sure. What's funny too is not to get too hot button topic on stuff, but, but Trey and Matt are not conservatives by any means. No, but no, no, they no. like to pick on the left just because they think it's funnier. <laughs> like, but they're like, no, we're we're liberals. Like, mm-hmm. but they're just like, like it's just more fun. <laughs> it's <laughs> you just, know. Well, and, and you know they they've kind of they just make fun of everyone. Yeah. Which is fun because it's like they don't care. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? That's yeah, not yeah. the point. It's like whatever is topical. You know, like they were making fun of uh, the, what's his name? Harry and... and yeah, the um, the prince. Yeah. What, Meghan even, Markle. Meghan Markle. Yeah. Thank you. Like whatever her name is. But it was, it was interesting because I was at a time when, you know, people were sort of just like, oh, whatever about it. But then their critique of it was so on the money yeah. <laughs> with it that it was just that one. And then... And then Harry and Meghan actually got a little upset. Like, they got a little hot and bothered, a little (laughs) bit, like, hot under the collar about it. They were like, hey, we don't appreciate that. And like you said, Trey Parker and Matt Stone turn around. They're like, we make fun of everyone, man. Like, no one is safe. (laughs) Like, yeah. (laughs) And also, it's funny to me when people get offended by South Park specifically. Because at the beginning of every episode, there's a disclaimer that literally says in it, this should not be viewed by anyone. Yeah. Yeah. It literally <laughs> it says like, be viewed by anyone. you should not watch this. Yeah. Like this is really horribly made. <laughs> like the quality, it literally says in not so many words, the quality of this is terrible and nobody should watch this. Yeah. yeah. So the fact whenever anybody gets offended, it's like, it literally said, they told don't, you not to watch. <laughs> don't watch it. <laughs> yeah. It's horrible, but it's too entertaining and we love it. Yeah. And I will continue to watch it. And among other things, how what is the name of your channel? If we were uh, going first to? city views, if you want to check it out, just search that on YouTube and you can find it. We only have five or six videos up by now, so 
But that's also a good way, you know, like the way that YouTube works. If they watch First City Views, they're going to see other reaction things. Yeah, absolutely. Which is then going to give people other movies. You know, if you see somebody, like you said, if you see somebody reacting really uh, openly and honestly to something and they have their review at the end, like, oh, wow, that was really great makes you want to watch it too yeah and there's a ton of reactions that i see where i don't want to watch the reaction because i'm like well i need to watch the movie first and, mm-hmm. and going circling back to top gun maverick that was one of those movies that all the react channels that i follow they were all watching and i was like okay guess i gotta actually go check mm-hmm. out this movie and i'm glad i did because i absolutely loved it like uh not to go off on a tangent but that movie like I knew it was good. I had heard it was good from all the critics and from mm-hmm. all the all the fans of Top Gun. So I knew it was going to be a good movie. I didn't know it was actually like Top Gun. Like mm-hmm. they they went out of their way to make it like the first Top Gun. Like there's a hefty layer of cheese on mm-hmm. on Top Gun Maverick. Like they they did not. Oh, we're going to make the brand new Top Gun for 2023 or 2020 whenever it mm-hmm. came out. That's not at all what they did. They <laughs> they definitely stuck in their lane and they knew who they were pandering to. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so so that's like a disparate, you know, to make a dichotomy or a a juxtaposition between Ghostbusters, where they're like, oh, we're going to try to rebrand versus Top Gun of, oh, actually, this formula was good, or Star Wars, like, oh, we're going to leave it alone. Yeah. And a nice departure, because we don't get movies like that very often anymore. Yeah. We get these weird, you know. Everything's dark and, you know, critical of everything. Everything, yeah. yeah. Or it has something in one direction or another, like there's some backstory of something in there and we can't just go enjoy a movie. So yeah, <laughs> hopefully uh, can uh, check out Top Gun Maverick, check out some of these other movies that we talked about today. Go see Super Mario, I guess. If, yeah. If you're into I'm going to check it out this weekend, probably. Yeah. And uh, I'll let you know, <laughs> you know, I apologize out there. We did ramble a lot. We went down the rabbit hole, which, you know, similar to YouTube, it's easy to get. I think most people like movies, so. Get on there. Talked about that. Uh, we will, I think, call it a call it a day. And so I can get out and enjoy some sunshine, I hope. Yes. Those of you listening can also get out and enjoy some of the sunshine while we have it to ourselves here for a few more weeks. But uh, thank you for tuning into First City Forum today. And we'll be back with more tomorrow. Have a good one, everyone.